hello everyone so this is another scenario in this case there is a patient and he's 55 year old man who is asking you about the prostate cancer screening because his friend has already undergone a prostate cancer screening and was diagnosed with prostate cancer so what is the screening recommendation of uh, prostate cancer so if a patient's age is less than 55 you do not need to screen and if a patient's age is more than 75 or life expectancy of the patient is less than 10 years because of any reason then again you do not need to screen for prostate cancer but if the patient's age is 55 or somewhere between 55 and 69 then you can consider the screening with prostate specific antigen so remember the age group for prostate cancer screening is 55 to 69 years of age then you can go for prostate specific antigen testing Okay, the prostate cancer is common with a lifetime incidence of 16% in men. So, the prostate cancer chances is seen in 16% of the men. However, it is often relatively indolent and has a long preclinical phase in which a patient do not experience any symptoms. So, prostate cancer do not cause basic UT. Uh, urinary tract obstructive symptoms as the BPH so it is indolent most men who develops the prostate cancer dies from other causes okay so you can tell this patient that uh, most men with the prostate cancer dies from other causes that is okay okay because prostate cancer usually does not cause any specific or motile symptom Prostate specific antigen tests can be used for the early detection of the prostate cancer. However, because the PSA commonly detects low growing tumors, up to half of all the screening detected cancers are overdiagnosed. Okay, cancer that would not have become clinically significant during the patient's lifetime. Okay, so if you are going to check the PSA, then you might find that this patient is having some kind of prostatic abnormality, but this patient will already have a fear of having prostate cancer in future, but he is not having any significant clinical finding. Different professional societies have different screening guidelines, most of which emphasize the importance of counseling and individualization of the recommendation. So basically, if someone is asking you or someone is having that fear that could you please check it, then you can do it. Otherwise, you can tell them that most men with prostate cancer die from other causes. So prostate cancer is rare in men of less than 55 years age. So routine screening in this age group is not recommended. Screening is also not recommended and recommended for men of age more than 70 years or equal to 70 years. For those or those with life expectancy of less than 10 years because the risk likely outweighs the mortality benefit in these patients. Next is for men who is somewhere between 55 to 69 years of age, PSA screening likely confers reduced prostate cancer mortality. Okay, But the absolute benefit is very small and is at least partial offset by harms including false positive tests and also the adverse effect of the treatment that is the sexual dysfunctions and urinary incontinence so let's suppose if you are telling a person that you might have prostate cancer and since you diagnosed it early and there are some small evidence of having this cancer then the patient will definitely want to have some kind of treatment for that and that can lead to sexual dysfunctions and urinary incontinence instead if the prostate cancer was not diagnosed and the patient was having can live asymptomatic his whole life there are high chances so that's why 
you try, usually try not to screen for the prostate cancer but if someone needs it then you can do it and the age group for that is 55 to 69 years can be considered but should not be performed only after you know should be performed only after giving proper patient education and sharing and discussing the decision making things however this screening recommendation do not apply to the patients with increased prostate cancer risk like let's suppose if a patient is coming if african american or having a family history in that situation you can do the testing okay you can do the psa testing before also if a patient wants to if a patient is 40 he thinks that maybe i have a prostate cancer because my dad was diagnosed with prostate cancer when he was 45 somewhere so you can diagnose that patient if a patient is african american who has high risk of psa or prostate cancer that time also and to the diagnostic testing in symptomatic men if a patient is having obstructive symptoms and you have seen that the on digital rectal examination there is some kind of mass then you can go for psa testing now digital rectal examination is helpful in evaluating for the possible prostate cancers in men with ele- elevated psa so if you see that there is elevated psa you can go for dre however it has very low sensitivity specificity for screening so it is generally not recommended as screening for the prostate cancer and then screen detected prostate cancers is often localized and indolent and a watchful waiting approach may be preferred to the aggressive treatment for these tumors and may reduce the harm resulting in from the screening so what you learned from this whole sim scenario was the prostate cancer is often indolent and most men with prostate cancer die from other causes screening for the prostate cancers with psa can be considered in men of 55 to 69 years of age but the absolute benefit is very very small and the screening is not recommended for those of age less than 55 or more than 70 or equal to 70 or patients with life expectancy of less than 10 years Okay now this is another scenario where is a patient is coming to you and this patient is having epigastric pain and abdominal discomfort and is also having nausea so this patient is having dyspepsia the patient may also report a feeling of fullness in the upper abdomen may also report heartburn or maybe vomiting symptoms often worsen post prandial so patient will say after meals i have the abdominal fullness and i also feel like heart burning sensations and vomiting and he's having epigastric pain and having nausea so that is a case of dyspepsia now let's talk about dyspepsia what are the symptoms of dyspepsia epigastric pain or burning are the major symptoms of dyspepsia patient may have postprandial fullness early satiety and bloating and the symptoms last for more than equal to 1 month so the patient will tell you that he is having such symptoms for maybe 3 months 2 months something like that more than 1 month what are the etiologies of dyspepsia okay now there is another scenario let's talk about the etiologies so it can be functional or idiopathic dyspepsia which you don't know what is the reason in 75% of the patient next is malignancies such as gastric or esophageal malignancies then there is peptic ulcer h pyloric infections and nsaids use then there is drug induced that is nsaids and bisphosphonate so dyspepsia can be because of malignancy gastric esophageal malignancies peptic ulcer h pyloric nsaid use or any drug induced nsaid or bisphosphonate use what are the work up you need to do for that is that is low malignancy risk 
uh, if a patient is having low malignancy risk, let's suppose the patient's age is less than 60 years, there is no alarming features, which is GI bleeding, weight loss, iron deficiency anemia, lymphadenopathy, dysphagia or dinophagia, persistent vomiting, palpable mass or a family history of gastric cancer. In that situation, you have to test and treat for the H. pyloric, okay, but if a patient is having high risk malignancy, that is age is more than 60 and alarming symptoms are there, that is GI bleeding, weight loss, iron deficiency, anemia, lymphadenopathy, dysphagia on dinophagia, persistent vomiting, palpable mass or a family history of GI cancer. In that situation, you have to do the gastroenterology referral or end per endoscopy. And what is the treatment of dyspepsia? You have to treat the underlying cause and you have to start the trial of PPIs if no cause is found. Okay, so let me give you an example. If a 39-year-old man is coming to you, he's saying that he's having burning epigastric discomfort. He's having nausea for, let's suppose, two months. And his symptoms worsened after meal. He's taking thamotidine for last two weeks, but there is no relief of the symptoms. He has no other medical issues. He has no family history. He do not take tobacco or any drug. Physical examination shows no abnormality. Hemoglobin is okay. Serum creatinine is okay. So which of the following is the appropriate next step? So there are things like maybe you have to continue femotidine. Maybe you have to test for something. Maybe you have to do upper abdominal endoscopy. Maybe you have to go for a uh, ultrasound. Maybe you switch to some other drugs. So there are so many things which can come to your head. But how will you differentiate? So do remember. Uh... More than 75% cases of dyspepsia are functional, that is idiopathic. However, organic causes of gastritis due to NSAID drug, gastric and esophageal cancers and H. pyloric symptomatic with or without peptic ulcers should be ruled out. Okay? Management of dyspepsia is dependent on the risk of malignancy. If a patient age is more than 60 or younger but there are multiple alarming symptoms that this patient is having weight loss, maybe iron deficiency anemia, maybe family history are considered high risk and should be evaluated with upper endoscopy okay but in this situation the patient age was less than 60 the patient was not having any alarming symptoms so in this situation you're not supposed to do upper endoscopy instead you should test for h pylori okay and what are the tests which you can use you can use stool antigen testing you can use urea bread testing okay the patient with a positive test should have uh, or should receive an appropriate course of the quadruple therapy which has shown to improve dyspepsia in some patients as well as reducing the risk of the peptic ulcer and gastric malignancies okay now all new all patients with newly diagnosed dyspepsia should undergo h pyloric testing rather than beginning empiric treatment with the anti-secretory agent which may mask the symptoms and lower the sensitivity of the testing so whichever patient is coming to you with dyspepsia instead of starting any kind of drug or giving them any kind of uh, anti-secretory drug like H2 blockers such as famotidine or lensoprazole or anything like that before that test for H pylori okay and uh, those uh, yeah because if you have started that then it can mask the effect of that okay and those with negative test results should be given four to eight weeks of anti-secretory therapy trial which may help relieve the dyspeptic symptoms however ppis are more effective than famotidine so if someone is giving you a choice whether to choose between lesinopren omeprazole or uh, pentoprazole or maybe famotidine then go for lesinopren omeprazole and zolzol drugs okay now 
Abdominal ultrasound is an effective imaging modality for the biliary diseases. If someone is having right upper quadrant pain or something like that, the patient with symptomatic gallstones characteristics have the intermittent cramping pain in the right upper quadrant. In atypical cases, the conditions may be epigastric burning. An ultrasound should be considered for the evaluation of dyspepsia, but uh, it's not. Uh, but it will not be any helpful because. Uh, the patient was not having any kind of abdominal cramping in the or right upper quadrant pain, something like that. That's why you don't do the USG at that moment. Next is upper GI endoscopy. As I mentioned, the patient age, if was more than 60 or was having multiple alarming features and was younger in that situation, you should do this uh, upper GI endoscopy. Otherwise, just test for H. pylori. If it is positive, give quadruple therapy. Or maybe you, if it is negative, then you can start the four to eight week course of PPIs. Uh, now, what did you get from this question or the wholesome scenario is dyspepsia is characterized by epigastric and abdominal discomfort that is often worsened after eating. That is nausea, epigastric fullness, heartburn and vomiting may also occur. The patient aged less than 60 with dyspepsia who do not have any alarming features should undergo the H. pyloric testing. That is stool antigen testing, urea testing with treatment if, pos if positive. So yeah, this is it for this lecture. Thank you so much for listening.